So today I begin the series, the gospel series, and this is because I had a discussion, stay with me, with an aunt who's been saved before I was born. I need you to understand I'm 40 next year. So she's been born again, saved. I think she was a deaconess before I was born. So I asked, asked her the question simply, like two weeks ago, I said, so auntie, so what is the gospel? She couldn't say that. And I dare you after the service, go around and ask your friends the simple question, what is the gospel? If you are in the banking sector, if somebody asks, what does it mean to be a banker? You know what to say. The gospel is the product of the believer. I'm not joking. After the service, call your uncle, call your auntie, and say, what is the gospel? Let them tell you. So you will now know why the problem of the Nigerian church, the church is very wide, but not deep. Because any ministry built on miracles goes wise and not deep. It is the revelation of God's word that gives you depth on what you're doing. So the whole in the month of August, I don't want you to miss service. Minister told me favor from Houston is in town. She will be with us next week, Sunday, uh, ministering in songs. I don't want you to miss any service in the month of August. All I'll be dealing with is the basic understanding of the gospel. So you will see the missing link and what, you know, the church has missed over these years. Are you ready for this, this Sunday morning? Can you stand as we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15? The answer is in the, is in the opening of the scripture today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you're there, just open up your mouth. Let's pray in tongues for 20 seconds. Kodabala de Bokoshita. Brenomondo Kufi, Bratasis, Tobrenen and Degadiso, Protos, Vrenemende Kendembendusku. Tell God, open up my mind and my spirit to receive God's word today. Protoposha, Kendombrontovi, Gimbonondo Sepre, Devil, you are a liar. Mokobo Shibra, Davos, Sopre de Vigidisu, Brasifrohosovegadisi. In Jesus' breathless name, Amen. So, the, the series is the gospel series. And in this opening text, I'm already answering the question, what is the gospel? This text shows you the simple... Do you know that you need a pastor to confuse you about what the gospel is? I'm, I'm not joking. You actually need a pastor to mess your mind because Paul calls it the simplicity of the gospel. So when you say, oh no, this thing is too deep. It's, no, it shouldn't be deep. It's simple. So the depth in Christ is the revelation of Jesus. So what is deep is not one mysterious, and I saw the heavens of four angels and something and the pillars. Mm, that man of God, see what is the yam deep? Is it in the Bible? Does it show you Jesus? No, it's not deep. Bible calls it high-sounding symbols. Beautiful nonsense. Beautiful nonsense. Like me coming and I just say, and when I was praying, I saw the heavens open and I saw the angel and the junction of eternity talking to me about the time and the seasons. All of you, hmm. hey, whoa, the time and the seasons, the junction of eternity. Hey, whoa, this is deep. It's not deep. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. What is the gospel? which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand. So watch this. You are not standing right in Christ if you are not standing in the revelation of the gospel. This is where you start with. If you are not standing in the revelation of the gospel, you are not standing right. Because this is where we stand. Next verse. Verse 2. Verse 2. 
by which also you are saved. So this is very, very interesting. So this means that if you did not hear the gospel, you may not be saved. So it is the gospel that saves people. The altar doesn't save anybody. There's no problem with altar call. But coming to the altar doesn't get you saved. It is the preaching of the gospel that gets you saved. Because we all here didn't make altar call, but we are saved. Some of us, or most of us, if not all of us. So it is the preaching of the gospel that gets you saved. Next verse. If, no, no, keep, keep, verse 2. Which you are saved. If you keep in memory, so gospel is not something you can hear once and leave it. It's something that you have to keep in your, oh, come on, stay with me. Keep it in your memory. What I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Verse 3, let's go. What is the gospel? I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Gospel. I'm not a sinner. Jesus has died for my sins. If you keep claiming that you're a sinner, and sometimes it's a, it's, it's a form of... Um, um, of Humility, but it's actually ignorance. You know, we are all sinners saved by grace. You say, yes, you know, we are, you know, all of us are sinners. No, we are not all sinners. Speak for yourself. You're an adult. Speak for yourself. Don't bring me into that category that we are all sinners. No, 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 no. It says, if I have believed in Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus died for my sins according to the scriptures. I choose to believe the report of the Lord, not your opinion and your sentiment. So, first line, Jesus died for my sins. Next line, go. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So, Jesus died for my sins. He was buried and rose up again. Gospel. He died for me. He died as me. This is where the confusion comes in for some of you, but it's very simple. He, he was representing me. So he died my death and resurrected according to the scriptures. Verse 5. And that he was seen of Peter, then of the twelve the disciples. So watch this. Jesus died and there's evidence that he resurrected. There's an empty grave to show that Jesus lives. I understand that there are over 4,000 religions out there, but there's just one empty grave. Muhammad is still in the grave. Buddha is still in the grave. Hare Krishna was still in the grave. But Jesus, there's an empty grave to prove. And because he resurrected out of the grave, I resurrected with him too. And now I am seated in him in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. This is the simple message of of the gospel any message that you hear that doesn't show you his death his burial his resurrection is a motivational speech for kids post-covid sunday morning so, sunday morning that's what you're saying if your mother slap your mother relationship goes sunday morning who told you everybody will be married we will all not be married but if we are in christ we are completing him father thank you for your word Give understanding to your people. Strengthen this preacher this morning. 
Oh, release the unction, entrance. In the name of Jesus, do your bidding, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' matchless name, and everybody said amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. We're discussing this morning, the gospel. The first thing, I won't be long this morning. The gospel is, is not just good news. It is too good to be true news that is true. <laughs> the gospel is, is, do you know why sometimes they don't like the gospel? It sounds like fraud to them. No, this thing is very fraudulent because it's too easy. The gospel is not just good news. It is too good to be true news that is true. And what is this, is this truth? Jesus died your death, resurrected, and he's seated in heavenly places. And you are seated in Christ, and Christ is in you. That's the gospel. So the gospel is not me and God. It's not me with God. It's me in God and God in me. The gospel. The gospel. So when you are asked what is the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 5, clearly. 1 to 5. Jesus died for me. He died as me. He was buried. He resurrected. And because all of this happened, I am free. The resurrection of Jesus is very important because it's not only Jesus who died on the cross on that day. So as powerful as the teaching of the cross is, without an empty grave, our faith has no hope. Jesus died with two thieves. So what makes our faith potent is that he did not just die, he resurrected. What makes resurrection important, auntie? talks is that if the job was not completed he would not have resurrected that means he died our debt went to hades if if he didn't do a neat job he would not have come out resurrection is like graduating it means you finished so when he came up out of the grave it was a testimony to us that you know what i have thoroughly finished the job on the cross of calvary so the gospel it's not a threat message. It's a love letter. The gospel is not give your life to Christ or you will die. If God is the groom and we are the bride, is that how you toasted your wife? Marry me now or you will die. Would you marry that kind of man? So the Bible says in Romans that it is the goodness of God that brings men to repentance, not the threat of hellfire. Don't worry, I'm a church, but I'm, I'm PK, fourth generation. So I can tell you, church, I know, uh, you know, my mom is somewhere in the house. When we were young, as pastor's kids, we were rascally. It's me and my cousins. Um, so my auntie um, thought to do something in church. It's called burning hell. If you don't know burning hell, you're not missing anything. It just means that you gave your life to Christ two weeks ago. Those of us who gave our life, I gave my life to Christ in 1990. So, Born in Hell was shown in church on that year. And Born in Hell is a story of hellfire. Not a story of heaven. Of how two people came to church. One person refused to give his life to Christ. And the other one was driving home and had an accident and died. And, like me, you should know Born in Hell. Are you joking? You're a PK too. And in the one hour, 30 minutes of that movie, over one hour was to show us what was happening in hellfire. 
and how people were being burned, people were going through hell. And as the, and I was I, I was about Ethan's age or so. And I was terrified. And my mother looked at me and my cousins and looked at the sister and they nodded. Mm. We got them. At the end of the movie, they say, Who will give your life to Christ? And we ran out. I look at look, Obi said, straight. We came out to give our life to Christ. And I took it back after one week. Because you can't give your life to Christ. You have no life to give to Christ. You accept Christ into your heart. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So it is accept Jesus. So that same year, it was Easter service. Reverend Moses is his name. I will never forget. I'm not sure I've even told him this story. I sat in church, and he explained what happened on that day Jesus died on the cross. And for some reason, I felt the overwhelming love of God. Like, whoa. He preached his death. He preached his burial and preached his resurrection. I was saved. The Easter of 1990. I knew that, no, no, this is not the one that we did in, in the house where we made the confession. This one is, I, I know I'm feeling this thing. I am saved. It was not by man's past. It was by the summons of Elohim. Because the teaching of the gospel is a love letter. It's not a threat message. Any message that is threatening you, that after the service you are afraid. You didn't hear the gospel, though. So why are they rejoicing when they leave service? They should be afraid like this. <sighs> That's how, no, no, no. If, if this is a father and son relationship, if this is how you see your father at home, you have a tyrant, I'm sorry. So the gospel is Jesus died for me. Simple message. Jesus died as me. And Jesus raised me up. Now I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Are you ready for this this morning? The gospel, number two. So the gospel, simple, message of the gospel. Number two, the gospel is the grace message. So anybody who has a problem with the grace message has a problem with the gospel. <laughs> the gospel is all about the grace message. Outside the grace of God, there is no gospel. No grace, no gospel. No gospel, no grace. So when you hear people say, I have a problem with this grace message, they have a problem actually with the gospel. So I want you to understand how dangerous that statement is. I have a problem with this gospel that they are preaching. No, 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 with this grace. If you have a problem with grace, you have a problem with the gospel. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 to 9. Let's, let's preach. Let's, let's do Bible study. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Did you see this? So any other thing that is not the grace of Christ is what? Another gospel. It's, let me tell you, this Sunday morning, a lot of churches this Sunday morning are preaching another gospel. That's it. So what is the gospel? The gospel is about the grace of Christ. For God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet seen as Jesus died for us. That's the gospel. No, it's a simple message today, but you, you cannot be a banker. You don't know math. What are you doing there? You are a doctor. You don't like science. You like to draw. What are you doing there? Then you are a believer. What is the gospel? You can't say it. Why are you a believer? How did you become a believer? What is our product? 
The gospel. What are we selling for free? The gospel. What is our market? The gospel. How can you not know the gospel? Give me the next verse, verse 7. Verse 7. Which is not another. That means there is no other gospel. It says, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. Next verse, verse, verse 8. But though we, so Paul adds himself in this equation, that even if me, Paul, or an angel from heaven, that means on Sunday morning, the person who preached was not a human being. The thing just opened, and somebody jumped. And I say, angel, this church, angel, just the show everywhere for the church. It says, even if an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Ah, maybe Paul was overreacting. Let's see the next verse. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have received, let him be accursed. He said it twice. Emphasis. So it was not the slip of the tongue the first time. Or should I say slip of the pen? So what is the gospel? The gospel is about the grace of God. Give me in TPT before we go to message. See, I am shocked over how quickly you have strayed away from the anointed one who called you to himself by his loving mercy. That is the gospel. Grace. I'm frankly astounded that you now embrace a distorted gospel. So any message that doesn't show you the grace of God, his death, his burial and resurrection is what? A distorted message. That is a fake gospel. Fake gospel can build real believers. Fake gospel will give birth to fake believers. You can't feed wrong and grow right. You must be joking. You can't feed wrong and grow right. Fake gospel will give birth to fake believers. It says that is a fake gospel. That is simply not true. Watch this. No, keep giving. What, what happened? No. Not true. There is only one gospel, the gospel of the Messiah. Yet you have allowed those who mingle law with grace to confuse you with lies. Can you see it? Nademu, you know this grace message we have to balance. We have to balance it. Nadem, see it. You have allowed those who mingle law with grace to confuse you with lies. So once you start hearing the gospel of grace, I say, let us add some. You cannot balance grace with good behavior. Grace can only be balanced with faith in God's word. By grace are you saved through faith. I want to balance Jesus. Jesus not stand well. Brother Balenciaga, you want to balance Jesus. Grace is a person, his name is Jesus. He says you have allowed those who mingle law with grace to confuse you with lies. This is the biggest pro a problem we have. We call them the DJs. A little here, a little there. We call them these, the, the blenders, smoothies. Just bring some law, but we have to balance it. You know, I have to, I have to do something. Sister, do maybe I have to do. Brother, brother Nicodemus, what shall I do? I have to add something. 
No flavors, no addictives, just gospel. Verse, verse 8, let's go, TPC. Anyone who comes to you with a different message than the grace gospel. Did you see that? Expressly. And the problem is, Jamaica, they keep arguing with me without scriptures. Show me the Bible. Let's talk Bible, not your opinion. I don't do exegesis. I do exegesis. I'm not here to defend God. The Bible can defend itself. It is self-explanatory. Anyone who comes to you with a different message than the grace gospel that you have received will have the cause of God upon them. For even if we or an angel appeared before you to give you a different gospel than what we have already proclaimed, God's cause will be upon them. Give me verse 9. I will make it clear, anyone, anyone being, anyone, bishop, pope, daddy something, whatever they are, anyone means anyone. No matter who they are, that brings you a different gospel than the grace gospel that you have received, let them be condemned and accursed. The Greek word is anathema. Banish them. Excommunicate them. So are we seeing the gospel? Oh, come on, stay with me now. Are we seeing the gospel? Is it clear? So the first point, it is his death, his burial and resurrection. Galatians are saying that death, burial, and resurrection is the message of God's grace. So if you're preaching gospel and you're not preaching this grace, you are bringing disgrace to the body of God, of Christ. I didn't mean to rhyme, but it just flowed like that. If you're preaching this gospel and you're not preaching this grace of God, you are a disgrace. To, that's what Paul says. Let them be an anathema. Cast them away. Give me the message translation. I love message. You know, message is petty. Very petty translation. Let's see. Message says, Oh, I can't believe your fickleness. How <laughs> I can't believe your fickleness. How easily you have turned traitor to him who called you by the grace of Christ by embracing a variant message. Give me, do you have a bottle of water there? Give me, any bottle, anyone works. Now, this is Nestle H2O, right? If I open it up and put just maybe the cover full of poison or something else into this water. Sodium, yeah. Just put something into this water. When you drink it, you're not going to die. Now. But having drank that water over a while, you will see the doctor. Sorry? It's called introfication. Eutrophication. In aquatic animals. When there's a build up. God bless you. I don't really know what you talk about, but it's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Eutrophication. My God. Mokotala. Bosa. Don't worry, you two don't know. Stop looking at me like, hey, hey, you don't know. All of us don't know. Let's not do this thing now. Uh, sure. If it's Greek and Hebrew now, we explain it to you. That one I know, she doesn't know that one. That's why she came from London to hear my own. Ojoro Kansu. One, one. Ah. 
Are you looking at me as if I don't get level? I get level now, sure. I'm for you. <laughs> you don't judge the fish by climbing trim now. <laughs> a monkey job with that one. But if you put something else in this water, after a while, and that's what we do, it's a distorted message. It's a, just a little distortion. Just a little, a little, just add something to it to balance it. It says, a variant message, that's why I stopped. Watch this. It says, it is not a minor variation. Oh God, last week God helped me. Can I talk to you, family? So, I changed my, I went to I, I do my eye checkup every year. And they did something the last eye checkup, and it was just a minor variation. I had a headache throughout last week. It was a my, my, those of you who use glasses, you know, it's just a, it's not a significant variation. I had a headache throughout last week. Preach, did everything with a banging headache. I called the guy, I said, no, no, no. Let me give you my U.S. prescription. Dude, I, as soon as I wait, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the gospel. <laughs> I could see the God clearly. So he's, he's saying it's not a minor variation, you know. It is completely other, an alien message. A new message. Chai. Now people go to church and hear no message. Because they didn't hear about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. They didn't hear about the grace of God. A lie about God. That means every message that is not the message of God's grace is misrepresenting God. A lie about God. God is about to kill you. If you don't pay it tight, your life will be tight. And they will not do rhymes about it. I'm like, eh? You don't fast, you'll be slow. You will not be fast in life. I'm like, whoa. Wow. And we all did it. I told you the other time, the Lord is presently present to present a present to anyone who's presently present in his present. It's not a word, it's just. <laughs> the Lord is presently present to present the present to anyone who's presently present in his present. I came with his presence. It is full come. It's not a building, it's a person, it's within me. I will enter his gate tomorrow. I will How did you leave? Uber or taxi five? Is it both who took you out? His presence is a person and is living within me. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Christ in me. The hope of God. Um, yeah, let's teach. Let's, no preaching today. Let's, let's just behave ourselves. Those who prophet a lie about God. Those who are provoking the agitation among you are turning the message of Christ on its head. Watch this. Let me be blunt. If any one of us, even if an angel from heaven were to preach something other than what we preached originally. I'm coming there. So the grace gospel is the original gospel. Show you something. Dear, you're good to see one of our boys from Unilac. If I tell my guy, okay, okay, man, I really love your outfit. And I tell, okay, to tell Dioye. And Dioye tells this beautiful lady. By the time he gets to Deremi's place, you'll be at flourishing a gay. In don't they, now your boyfriend be that. Oh, you don't, 
No, no jokes. It just, man, okay, man, this is your native strong, man. I did feel you. You say, ah, flourish, they feel okay. Ah. <laughs> flourish and okay. Ah. So, ah, flourish. Ah, in they do both sides. By the time, by time we get there, I'm gay. So, over time in the church, especially from those people from Rome, let me not mention their name, they, a lot from, I think it's 350 AD or 340 AD after the death of Christ, a lot of distortion entered the church. So this message of God's grace is the original message. It's not a New Testament, all these yuppie pastors who are preaching. No, no, no. It is the original message. It's the ancient message of God. It's the nature of God in Christ. It's the character of God in Christ. It's the intention of God to humanity. I met it. I didn't put my scripture up. Put my scripture up. I'm not done with it. Oof. I said it once, I'll say it again. If anyone regards, oh, Shoto, this is the problem. Where did I stop? Let me be blunt. If any one of us, even an angel from heaven, were to preach something other than what we pre- originally, that's why I stopped. Originally, let him be accosted. Watch this. I said it once, I will say it again. This is the problem. Jeremy, watch this. If anyone, regardless of reputation or credentials, that's the problem. Who's this boy? Titles. Does he know where that the Olorogbukbe was in the mountain in 2022? The year of the lie doesn't make it truth. He enter, me. You feel him? I said, the brother, the brother do face lamp, be like, hey, he hear me, feel him. The strength and the, the duration and the year of the lie, it doesn't make it truth. That the year that the lie was released doesn't make it truth. He said, in spite of their reputation and their credentials, preaching something other than what you received originally, let him be accursed. My loyalty is to the gospel, not to any bishop, any pastor. If you like, like me. I hear they don't like me. It's fine. But my loyalty is to preach this gospel. I didn't start this church like a walk in the park. It was difficult for me to obey God. I'm not going to come here and play games. We will preach this gospel. And you know, the gospel does... I, I sat to one bishop. My wife knows him. I sat in my house. We spoke gospel. I showed him scriptures. Guess what he said to me? What you are preaching is the truth. But we can't make money from these. Say, they can't, we can't really sell from this thing. They can't merchandise. No. As you know, you, have, you will not free the people. I said, oh. When Jesus died, the veil tore from top to beginning, to, to bottom. Religion sold it back. They tailor them. <laughs> you guys say tailor. They sew them back. Say, ah, no. I can everybody have access to God? No, no. Let's have some people who are God's first cousin that we will be patronizing. You know how you want to travel, Pastor Flourish? Should I travel? I'm not say, wait, let me enter this place. Hmm. Wait first, wait first, wait first. They let me don't move, don't move, don't move. I see something like a fly. I see a fly and a dog. I see, hmm, I can't, I can't don't move. They will not start. He's, he's racketing, oh. My brother, and a racket, oh. And I go, don't make money pass like this, oh. Me kuna no push me try, I should not do it, eh? No, I'm stuck in the gospel. 
Um, once you start the gospel, you can't leave. That's the problem. How are you going to now bend? Because it's cast. So you don't like us now. You know, simple. I to make money from you. It's easy. It's 20 olive oil, strong. That they are wear white. With big cross. I just excuse face like ampy the concert. And we get the money from Antitox. She will say, ah, Tony, bring the money. There's an anointing in the room. I said, this oil, I brought it from Israel. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Wait, I saw it from where they buried Jesus. Ah, ah, Jesus burial. Ah, bring the money. Once you give a seed, like we're entering, this is the 1st of August. And this is the perfect day. Koda, porakatash. New beginning, dangerous seed. $8,000. They will not be bringing it down, bringing it down, bring it, bring it down. See, if you have 80,000, 80, bring it, bring it. I want you to join. If you have 800, don't miss, don't miss. Enter night bus. Come, come, come. It's very simple. For the month of August, so you have an August blessing, an August visit. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody will even drop car. As we are preaching this simple gospel now, you people don't want to respect yourself. And we are still trying to pay for the lease. Respect yourself. Oh. I will just travel when they bring one of them come. <laughs> don't worry, we'll never do that. <laughs> it's a palliative Christianity. Why? Because there's something about the man that wants to be deceived. Is that native doctor spirit that our fathers had of always consulting the priest, not knowing that the priest lives inside of you now? And the high priest lives inside of you. So no prophecy should be breaking news to you. I repeat, it should be confirmation. Because when God sent you the email, he copied me. He copied me. So when I say it, it will resonate in your spirit that this is the word of God. So the gospel is about the grace of God. But the simple message, we're almost done. I mean, don't worry, it's okay. The beautiful thing about grace ooh, is that we didn't run after it. Grace came for us. The beautiful thing about grace is that we are not holding on to God. It is God that is holding on to us. So I can't let him down. I know hold him before, now he ain't hold me. I know some of you, uh, when I held, I'm holding on to the Lord. No, he's holding on to you. If he's not holding on to you, you can't hold on to him. That's the beautiful thing about the grace of God. The beautiful thing about the grace of God, the grace of God will never work for you until you believe that you did not work for it. Uh -huh. It won't work for you. It will start working for you when you believe that you did not work for it and you cannot work for it. That's when the grace of God starts working. See, it was grace who came after us. I know we sing those songs in church. I surrender. Oh. We sing it with kata coming from our nose and tears. Hot one. I surrender. And you go home with your car. <laughs> After you surrendered all, you drove with your car home. You surrendered some. It is Jesus that surrendered all. Kadopo Hosho. 
who left the architectural monstrosity of God's presence, wrapped himself in the womb of a woman, made the virgin womb his changing room, born by the seal of God, surrendered everything, became man, and died for you. So when we sing it, we sing, I receive you all, everything. I receive it all. No, no, you gave what? You surrendered all to me. You gave something to God. This is the message of God's grace. See, by the time you understand this grace, you understand that it will take you off the treadmill of religion. Because the treadmill of religion is very... Oh, can I tell you those religious statements? In spite of all God has done for you, what have you done for him? Now then be that too. The best thing to do for God is receive all he has done for you. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 message. I didn't give you the scripture, but I, it's in my spirit. Romans 12 verse 1 message. The best thing to do for God is receive all that he has done for you. This thing is changing lives. There's a brother in church. I, I can't wait for him to give his testimony himself. He said, bro, man, I used to masturbate every day. He bowed four apps. It was a day, if I don't masturbate, I can't. And I said to him, start receiving what God has done in Christ for you. As you receive it, acknowledge it. He said, no, is there no other deliverance? I said, no, no, no deliverance. You need revelation. My people perish for lack of knowledge, not lack of deliverance. So revelation is the highest deliverance. And I showed him the scriptures. He lived four months and called me and said, ah, Piflo, I've not done it to him. I said, what, what, what? He said, ah. I said, why? Is liberating. This is the message that liberates. That sin management program that they teach in religion <laughs> it doesn't liberate. Doesn't matter how they dress, those long skirts go all the way up. So, here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around, life. Place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. You want to do something for God? Father, you said I'm healed, so I'm healed. Father, you said I'm righteous, so I'm righteous. Father, you said I'm blessed, so I'm blessed. Father, you said I'm redeemed, so I'm redeemed. Father, you said I'm free, so I'm free. It's embracing it. It's not contending for it. Embrace it. The message of the gospel, the message of his grace. So you know what it is now? His death, his burial, his resurrection. The, that's the message of his grace. And that is the original message. Original message. Let's, 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 let me, let's interrogate some things and then we'll close. It's fine. Are you getting blessed? Are you getting... Second Corinthians... The original message, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 1 to 4. So one is the message of, the third one I'm talking about is the, the message of God's grace is the original message. You see, this scripture that I'm reading now is a question to everybody in this church. And I'll tell you why it's a question. Because the average Lagosian has four churches. Their family church, your mother's pastor. Just keep looking straight when you get home, not your head. Then Pastor Flory, she breaks down the word. Oh, 
a guy very sound than the one that prays with them to give them vision. This is where the confusion is coming from. And it's not a new confusion, it's in scripture. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my fully. As Paul is saying, let me mess with you too, since you are messing with me. And indeed bear with me. Next, next verse. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Verse 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through the subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity. To keep the scripture. The simplicity is simple. That is in Christ. Verse 4 is my question. Give me the next verse. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus. So there's another Jesus. Whom we have not preached. Or if he received another spirit. Which we have not received. Or another gospel. Which we have not accepted. Why do you bear with him? Why are you condoling them? You know he's not preaching the gospel to you. You know he's making a lie about God. Why are you condoling them? That's it. So there's another Jesus. There's another gospel. There's another spirit. So it is the gospel in the house that determines the spirit that is at work. I'll say this again. Because you can be in the church and chairs are breaking you know, from here to this place. They're calling people's father's name, people's mother's name. And it's not the spirit of God. It's another spirit. Because it's another gospel being preached. It's another Jesus. It's another doctrine. <sighs> Do you have this? Is, it, is, is the next verse TPT? Next translation TPT? Beautiful. Beautiful. Second Corinthians 11, 4 to 6. Give me message first before I give you TPT. You know message is petty. So let's discuss message. And then we close. We're good. At least now you know the gospel. So when you enter a church and they are preaching, and after 45 minutes you have not heard about his death, his burial, his resurrection, what Jesus did for you, who you are in Christ, who he is in you. You just know that you are, you are hearing another message, a variant message. A no gospel, a lie about God. It seems that if someone shows up preaching quite another Jesus than we preached, different spirit, different message, you put up with him quite nicely. But if you put up with these big shots apostles. I'm taking this verse very personal. I feel, I feel poor. Why can't you put up with simple me? I am as good as they are. It's true that I don't have their voice. Haven't mastered the smooth eloquence that, ex that impresses you so much. I'm not talking. I'm Bible talking. I see. Bless I hook as I did. So because any attempt, go bless I the copper's name. So man, I know your move. My you continue with the scripture. And his, and his Bible, I'm showing you. Bible. Haven't mastered your smooth eloquence that impress you so much. But when I do open my mouth, at least you know what I'm talking about. 
We haven't kept anything back. We let you in on everything. Give me the next translation. This is message. Give me in TPT. <laughs> For you seem to gladly tolerate anyone who comes to you preaching a pseudo-Jesus. A pseudo-Jesus. Not the Jesus we have preached. Are you seeing this? You know, this screen is the, most, is the biggest asset in this church. Why? Because it's our Bible. Uh, it's, yes, it's our Bible. I want us to be seeing it. A pseudo-Jesus. Where, where was I? Not the Jesus that we preach. You have accepted a spirit and gospel that is false. Rather than the spirit and gospel you once embraced, how tolerant you have become of these. Give me verse 5. Let's go. Now, I believe that I am not inferior in any way to these special super apostles you are attracted to. I didn't write it. It's just there. Next verse. For although I may not be a polished or eloquent speaker, I'm certainly not an amateur in revelation knowledge. Doesn't it look like he's describing your pastor? He's describing your pastor. Indeed, we have demonstrated this to you time and again. That I show you the revelation knowledge and I do not show you big grammar. That has no Jesus in it because Jesus is the message of the scriptures. Jesus is the bias of the Bible. The theology of the Bible is Christology. So every time you read your Bible and you don't see Jesus, you have not read properly. Because Jesus is the word of God. The Bible is a book. That's why the Bible can fall from your hand. Doesn't mean that the word of God has fallen to the ground. You can put the Bible under your pillow. They will still beat you because the Bible is a book. The word of God is a person. But when you open the Bible, you have revelation of the person called the word of God. The soup is in the pot, but the pot is not the soup. That's what I'm saying to you. And there's this thing, I'm about to break one table again, but it's fine. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 5. Keep it there. Can you see that? So, okay, let me tell you something. So during the end SAS thinking, Remember that NSAS thing we had? On Friday, toll gate, the Muslims gathered and prayed in front of the toll gate. It did not matter if you came from Alausa Mosque or from Leki Mosque or Suruleri Mosque or Ikeja Mosque. They just gathered and prayed. Christians can't do that. Why? And this church is different from this church. There are different doctrines. You know we are Catholics. You know we are Anglicans. You know we are Baptists. You know, no. One Lord, one faith. That's it. One faith. We all belong to one message. The church has a message. And it's the message of God's grace. That means I should be able to travel to Zamfara and go to any church and hear the gospel, his death, his burial, and resurrection. It is one message. It is a message of God's grace. It's not any pastor's interpretation or opinion. One Lord, 
one faith, one baptism. And that baptism is not water baptism. Because without salvation, you just entered as a dry sinner and you came out as a wet sinner. So the true baptism is baptism into the body of Christ. So in Christ, we are baptized by faith. We are not baptized by water. What are you looking for water for? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Say, but Jesus was baptized. He was baptized under the law. He came to fulfill. Jesus did not start baptism. He met baptism. Baptism was a Judaism practice. Open declaration of your spiritual faith. So he fulfilled the law so that we don't have to do it. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but there's one that is coming that will baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So the baptism of the believer is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that is salvation because no man comes to the Father except the Spirit of God draws him first. But if you come and say, Pastor, I want to do, but there's a pool in my house. I'll push you inside, push you out. That's a swimming exercise. So if I give my life to Christ today and on my way home, without baptism, Jesus comes, am I going to heaven? If I go to baptism and I won't give him my life to Christ and I'm walking, am I going to hell? Yes. Because I've not received Jesus. So the true baptism is baptism. Salvation. Salvation. That's it. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, give me verse 26 first. Verse 26 before. For ye are all the children of God by what? In Christ Jesus. I need to close. I'll continue next week. Do you have this in the Passion Translation 26 and 27? Let them see something. And this is the problem. You know what I'm preaching right here is what caused problem in the book of Galatians. By the way, every Wednesday I'll be dealing with systematic theology, the book of Galatians. One chapter every Wednesday. We'll break it down. We continue like that. Because Galatians is to the Gentiles what Hebrews is to the Jews. Bible scholars heard what I said. It's fine. Because the peace square fight didn't start in Nigeria. It started in Galatians chapter 2. That's where peace square fight started from. Our brother said just copied it. Because Paul confronted Peter, you are the problem. Because Peter was preaching salvation and circumcision. Paul was preaching salvation by faith. You do not need circumcision. Do you know how the brother felt who just circumcised before Peter's letter came to Galatians? That's the problem. Well, I'm told the story about my grandparents, how that they went to steal in the house and been in there. Three thieves, pitch darkness, and one they bought a hole into the house, put their hands inside, and the guy from the other side chopped off the hand, and he came out. So the guy said, how is it? He said, it's very clear. So the other guy put his hand inside. Pew! The third man said, how is it? Very clear. Try it. And then put his hand inside. Pew! He said, wow! He said, don't worry, it's all of us. That's the problem with the law. When you start teaching them grace, they say, after all the things I have been doing, not knowing that your works cannot stand before God. God has a love language. God's love language is Jesus, the gospel, grace. For our righteousness is like filthy rags before God. He 
says, faith immersed you into Christ. Faith baptized you into Christ. Not water baptized you. Faith baptized you into Christ. Now you are covered, clothed with his life. Are you seeing this? So the gospel is the message. And we're not the only people preaching the gospel. There are people who are preaching the gospel now. We are a few of us preaching the gospel. And we will stay true to this message of the gospel. Acts chapter 8 verse 5. They preached Jesus. Acts 8 verse 5. Okay, she's not here. They preached Jesus. So Jesus is the message that we preach in church. Not motivation. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. That's the message. The message of God's grace is the message of Christ. What is that message? His death. His burial. His resurrection. Everything God has done in Christ. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 23. I got it wrong. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified. That's the message of grace. He died. Unto the Jews is a stumbling block. Unto the Greeks is foolishness. But that's the message of God's grace. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 5. Put it up. For we preach not ourselves... But Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, ye servants for Jesus' sake. Can I even shock you? Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Let me put it there. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. Keep the scripture. So the gospel does not have power. The gospel is the power of God. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God. I want the power of God in my life. It's in the gospel. It's in the gospel. The gospel is the power of God. So the message that releases the power of God to people is the message of the gospel. Do you understand the gospel now? Is it simple? That's the message. That's the message. That's the me- Next week, I'll show you something deep. That's the message. That's the message of the gospel. I'll do this in five. The message of the gospel shows us how we are loved by God and not us loving God. <laughs> First John chapter 4 verse 10 says, Hearing is love. Can we read it? One, two, three, go. So, the Christian boast is not about his love for God. It's always about God's love for me. Because my love, he gets as he be. Have you been able to love your wife properly? You want to jump and love God. If your wife is complaining, you don't really love me. <laughs> Show me some more love. How can you? So, our boast is what? It's not that we love God, it's that God loves us. Verse 19 now says, we love him because he first loved us. So our love for God is a response to the fact that he loved us. So he gave us enough love for us to have love to give him back. Because God cannot take anything that is not himself. So he gave us himself enough for us to give him back himself. Are you listening to me? He gave us himself enough. For us to give him back himself. Because God is love. Amen. 
He, oh God. There's a lot, there's a lot of scriptures here. There's a lot of scriptures here. I, I, I don't know where to continue. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 9. Give me in the Passion Translation. Romans 5, we'll do Hebrews and then we'll close. We'll continue on Wednesday and take it off from there. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 9. Look at somebody say, the gospel means God is not angry with me. So God is not doing me silent treatment. Some of you believe that uh, God, God is just doing like a baby. He's not even answering me. No, no, no. That's not who God is. There is nothing you can do to get God to love you more. There is nothing you can do to get God to love you less. He cannot be manipulated with your actions. His love is constant. Your offering does not increase his love for you. His love is constant. So we give because he has given us everything. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God throughout. Give me in the TPT from 1 to 9. The, the Passion Translation, I need to close. Passion trans- we have been justified by faith. We have peace. Somebody say, I have peace with God. Say it well, I have peace with God. You know, somebody, I posted my, sent my message to somebody. Some, the lady said to me, I can't exactly understand everything the guy is saying. But just listening to him, I just have peace. I said, that's the power of the gospel. God is not angry with me. God is not upset. Passion translation, I gave you this. 1 to 9, Romans chapter, chapter 5. 1 to 9. God is not angry with me. Why I have peace with God. The gospel is I have messed up, I'm going to my father. Religion is I have messed up, I'm running from my father. That's religion. I'm, any preaching that tells the car owner not to visit the mechanic when the car has a problem is very destructive. Yeah, because you actually need God to fix you. But religion makes you feel like God is angry with you and so you can't get to God. Are you, are you listening to me? So you can't get to God. So any teaching that tells the patient not to see the doctor is destructive. Any teaching that tells the patient, you, our faith in Jesus transferred God's righteousness to us and he now declares us I don't see. I need you because I know some of you can't believe that you are flawless in the eyes of God. But like they say, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So righteousness is in the eyes of the one who is righteous. The reason I cannot say to you, praying judge, that you are not righteous is because I am not righteous. I am not the standard of righteousness. So the one who says he is righteous, the one who is truly righteous, if he says you are righteous, you better believe that you are righteous. Yes. Because I can't declare who is righteous and who is not righteous. Because I'm not righteous. But if Jesus says I'm righteous, I better believe it. That is the almost too good to be true message that is actually true. And that is called what? The gospel. I need to rush this. Our faith in Jesus transferred God's righteousness to us. And he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. All because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Next verse. Our faith guarantees us permanent access. Permanent access. Permanent access into the marvelous kindness that has given us perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy. 
burst forth within us as we keep our celebrating, as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Verse 3, let's go. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. Joyful confidence. Knowing that our pressures, we develop us patience and endurance and patience endurance we refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope in verse 5 let's go and this hope is not disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us for when the time was right the anointed one Christ came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak and powerless to save themselves. Now would anyone dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a, a truly noble person. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. Shh. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. I'm righteous in his sight. Righteous in his sight. Romans 1, keep, keep my scripture, 16 and 17 says, and the gospel declares the righteousness of God. It doesn't declare the faults of men. In it, the righteousness of Christ is revealed. It says, and because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. Never. 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 Because the wrath of God has been satisfied. God exhausted his anger on Jesus on the cross. So God is not angry with me. If I'm in Christ, I'm loved by God. I'm kept by God. God is not mad at me. God is madly in love with me. This is the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel. God is not mad at me. He's madly in love with me. God is not mad at me. He's... And you cannot determine the faithfulness of God with your situation. No. You must see your situation through the goodness of God. I was preaching last night and I told them Paul was in prison writing to people outside of prison to cheer up. Paul in prison, Olayemi was writing, rejoice. Again, I say in the Lord, rejoice. From prison. In chains. He was writing, be of good cheer. Rejoice. Because the true prison is not the correctional facility in Ikoi. It's the Adamic facility called sin. So Paul is saying, if you are, if you are in Christ, you are free. Ah, you are free. Free. Free to be everything God has called you to be. This is the truth of the gospel. Look at your neighbor say, I am forgiven. Say, I know I'm not perfect. But I am forgiven. You didn't say, say, I know I'm not perfect. But I am forgiven. And the one who forgave me 
says, I am forever forgiven. I am forgiven. I said, I'm forgiven. If that is your word, shout amen, somebody. Hebrews 10, 12 to 14, then 16, 17, Hebrews 8. Let me show you Hebrews chapter 10, 12 to 14. This is powerful. You will love this one. Hebrews chapter 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Watch this. It is God making this covenant. I will. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those, they said the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be, oh, where's my scripture? Where's my scripture? Take it back to 11. Take it back to 10, 10, 10, oh media. Uh, okay, the Kimper is not around today. So it says, for, and they shall not teach any man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the, la from the least to the greatest. Verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unright. Stop, stop, stop. Stop beefing us for God. Stop fighting for God. Stop. I'm just defending the way you. Stop being angry at people. God did not send you that message. The message we have is the message of reconciliation, not the message of condemnation. Stop condemning people for God. Assistant God, hear ye the word of the Lord. Leave your job. Leave that office. Our job is the message of reconciliation, not the message of condemnation. Look at her. Look at see the way they are living. They are living for you like this. This is how Jesus, you see. Who are you? Are you the standard? The person who I have a relationship with says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. This is the message of the gospel. All my sins are forgiven. I will, be, I will remember no more. So when you come to God with your sins, he's saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Because Jesus died for this too. And this is the message of the grace of God. You are, say, is this a license to sin? No. Let me tell you what gave us license to sin. Adam. Adam gave you license to sin. It's not grace. Once you receive the message of grace, it is not a license. The Bible says in Titus, for the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness. So the grace of God will teach you. Who taught that guy how to stop smoking? You think it's four keys, four rules, make sure you put the, put, stay out of this. No, 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 no. It is from within. It is not outside in. It's not behavior modification. It's inner transformation. It is God working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Paul had that problem too. The things I want to do, I cannot do them. The things I do not want to do, I find myself. Who will deliver me from this? He says, there is therefore now no condemnation. So when he realized that there is no condemnation, he was free. 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 Very free. Let me give you an example. You know, as a young boy, you want to drive a car. So when they leave the car at home, you will drive everywhere. Now, sometimes you have cars. The whole day you, have, you didn't drive out. Why? You now have the car. Now you're looking for a driver to drive you. The thing don't tire you. It's when you, you are trying to... Eh, eh, let me see if I can just use this... No, no. Then the day your uncle leaves the house with the car, with you, you think of 50 people to visit until you discover that Lagos has traffic. <laughs> but now you have the car. Sometimes you're like... Oh. 
Okay, you, you now use it when you need to go out. In the same way, when a child of God understands who they are in Christ, sin will lose pleasure. Sin will not be pleasurable for you. Oh, I've dealt with men who had women problem. One day, we even had an agreement, Pastor Obina. I said, no problem, do just come to church every Sunday. So one day, called me, I'm with the woman. I said, hmm? come to church tomorrow morning. The Lord, you are loved and forgiven. He came to church. True story. Don't worry, don't look at your neighbor. He's not in church today. <laughs> I don't find anybody who was not in church. Next week, say, okay, he was, he's, no, no, no. One day he was with his sister. He said, I did it, but it's not ple- the, the, the lady, not the sister. He said, I, it's not pleasurable. <laughs> he said, it's not pleasurable. I guess, hey, it's not pleasurable. He said, ah, maybe I should change. I said, continue. One day he brought the lady to his guest house, gave her money and said, go. Let's see the big pass some things. And then confessed to his wife and said, this is what I, but this is what the grace of God has done to me. So all these you checking my phone, you cannot monitor me. Grace is the one that saved me, not your monitoring. This is the message of God's grace. My biggest testimony in this church, I close with this, is not I bought a car. Anybody can buy you a car. As women come to my office and say, you know, people I'm not doing with a married man again. And I, but I didn't preach against a fornication. The truth is what you preach is what you see. When you keep preaching sin, you keep seeing sin in your church. When you keep preaching grace, you keep seeing grace in your church. And they are here, they are looking at me, they are not ashamed to tell you, this is who I was. But I'm a better person, because if any man be in Christ, he's not a renovation. He's not an upgraded version. He's not a refurbishment. He's new creation. Because the grace of God will begin to teach you, no, 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 you can't do that. No, you can't be here. No, you can't do this. Don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Grace of God begins to teach you. Stop trying to teach them. Let grace teach them. Someone said, I said, let grace do the teaching. So I have to meet grace first. Experience grace for grace to teach me. It's not the fear of hell that teaches anybody. It is the grace of God that teaches people. The grace of God that teaches people. The pure grace of God. So I don't care where you are. I don't care what you've been through. God wants me to tell you the message of the gospel shows you you still have a bright future in God. Religion teaches you that whatever you sow, you know, you will reap. The Bible says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. So if I sow in tears, that you have have a harvest of tears by your principle. But it says, I reap joy. So when I come to Jesus... I reap what he sowed, not what I did. Because in Christ, I'm free. This is the message of the grace of God. I'll continue on Wednesday. I'm done. Shh. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This is the message. This is the message. This is the message of the grace of God. This is the simple message of the So every time you hear this and you don't hear you hear condemnation. Shh. But somebody said to me, but how can you preach grace 365 days? It's not practical. I say you don't know grace. It's inexhaustible. It's infinite. It's timeless. It's matchless with the power of an endless life. Grace is from Genesis to Revelation. Jacob showed up before his father with the identity of his brother. That is the gospel of God's grace. 
So when we come before God, we don't come with our name. We come in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Identification. That means my identity is no longer Jacob. My identity is Esau. And got the blessing from his father and did not labor for the blessing. It was the mother who prepared the meal. Esau went into works and went to the field to do harvest, to kill something. The mother had something in the house because grace already has something in, in the house for you. So now Jacob stands. What is your name? My name is not Jacob. My name is Esau, your first boy. And the same way when we come before God, we come to God, I am Jesus, your beloved son. Because in him I live, Kayadash. In him I move. In him I have my being. He's in me justified. He's in me glorified. I am in him justified. So I come before the Father. And Jacob wore Esau's garment. Garment is a sign of identity. So I wear the garment of Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is the only access to the Father, not your identity. So right there you find the gospel of God's grace. The gospel of God's grace. Esther stood before the king and would have been killed. But she, he stretched forth his scepter towards Esther. Jesus is the scepter of God that was stretched towards us so that we can have access to come before him freely. Throughout the scriptures, types and shadows, it's all about the message of the grace of God. Samson dying between two pillars is a sign of Jesus on the cross, destroying the law and the prophet. And look at his death. His death killed more people than his life. Look at Jesus on the cross, liberated more people than what he came to do. Because Jesus did not come to preach or teach. Jesus came to die. This is the message of the grace of God. So my question to you today is Romans 8 verse 32. The Bible says, if God freely gave you Jesus, don't you think he can freely give you everything? Everything. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things are yours freely. If you did not fast and pray to get Jesus, you actually may not need to fast and pray to get that promotion. If you are fasting and you are praying, you are fasting and praying with the revelation that you already have it. Because in Christ, we do not beg, we claim. Because he has already done everything for us. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? This is the message of God's grace. And nothing shall be able to separate us. It is ridiculous. I'm hearing a pastor saying that the COVID will remove your name from the book of life. The vaccine. You take it to our brother, pastor. It will remove your name from the book of life. So the, the job is stronger than the, than the beating on the cross. Do you know what you are saying? It shocked you. It paralyzed me a week. I say, hey, God. Because I love the man. I'm like, I said, hey, Father, let's pray for him. Oh. 
the second job will remove your name from the book of life. Do you know what Romans says, chapter 8? He says nothing present and nothing in future, including COVID, including the next virus that will show up, can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And you th- Why? That is not the message of the gospel. That's another gospel. That's another Jesus. That's a variant message. That's a lie about God. That's a no message. Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. This is the message of the love of God. I'm eternally loved. I say it all the time. God loves you more than the devil hates you. It's not just a rhyme. It's a reminder that God is recklessly in love with you. God loves you. This is the message of the gospel. This is the good news. That you are going to make it in life. I say you are going to succeed. You will be everything God has called you to be. Because if God gave you Jesus for free. He's giving you everything in Christ Jesus. Stand on your feet. We got to close.